یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 87 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 87, Karan. Uh, as you might have guessed, absolutely no NBA player has won jersey number 87. But uh, obviously the 1987 NBA Finals is, uh, is something that I probably will never forget. Well, were you born in 1987, Koshik? No, I wasn't. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, one of the greatest ever, yeah. I would say, one of the top five teams of all time, the, your Lakers in 87. Yep, and also like probably one of the most memorable sort of matchups in NBA history and folklore. So, um, yeah, it's obviously when Magic Johnson and the Lakers defeated Larry Bird and the Celtics, which uh, I will never get tired of saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, so there's a good chance that we might have a rematch of that this year. What is it? Yeah, I mean, semi-decent uh, chance at least. I mean, I'll, I'll, I would, I'll give your Lakers a lot more credit than the Celtics this season. Yeah. But, um, um, so, so we've been, we've been silent for a long time, Koshik. There's been no static coming from Hoop Darshan for, I think, I don't know, more than a month. It's been a while. We have a lot to catch up on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could say we are like all Bollywood stars and sports stars in, in India right now who are saying nothing about anything, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to I don't I don't want to go <laughs> take such a depressing turn right now. Um hey uh I mean uh, since, since we 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 are a sports podcast right and uh this is something I did write about a few months ago for my article on Fountain Inc where um I had mentioned um about the China protest and then I made the uh, mm-hmm. the Hong Kong protest and basically the whole Daryl Morey situation. Yeah. And I wrote a little bit about what would happen if you know uh, indian athletes say something or they don't say something and it, we are seeing what's happening right so some something terrible is happening yeah. in india and our sportsmen you know our athletes which claim to be so nationalistic so patriotic are completely silent yeah so it's uh, you know i mean since we brought it up i think our, i think we should call out all our uh, star basketball players i know that they're not as powerful as our star cricketers for example and as a matter of fact our star basketball players suffer a lot but um i think it's it's still they're still role models and it w- it would be good for them to be on the right side of history absolutely absolutely but i have zero expectations do you have some <laughs> better more positive stories from the world of indian basketball current or do we have to resort to no your, i do not do, you, do we have, we have to resort to your um, article about the comparison between bfi and the indian government so that was uh, gopal that no, was gopal that was yeah yeah gopal wrote this article which which we can talk to him about very soon uh, but you know a lot of uh, a lot of depressing things have happened uh, since we last spoke you know uh, amjot singh india's best player probably uh, got in a dr- drunken fight or an accident i guess with ashpreet singh and uh, they ended up hurting each other and now he's going through a I won't call it a suspension because they're not officially said it yet but there's radio silence from him mm-hmm. uh he has been exiled I would say from the team uh meanwhile Satnam Singh our other guy who played in the G League he fails the dope test and he's out of the team so um yeah things were not looking too rosy uh until our national team went and played in 
the South Asian Games recently in Kathmandu, mm-hmm. and uh, both men and women's teams played in uh, not just the five-on-five tournaments, but also there were three-on-three tournaments now. And uh, India won every game, and they won all four goals: men, women, five-on-five, three-on-three. Three so I think the BFI was and Indian basketball is feeling itself a little bit. But in my opinion, I mean. If we hadn't won every single game, that would have been the story. We, we literally, we, we we were in a situation where uh, only winning would be accepted. You know, anything but a win would have been considered a, a big shock. Yeah, massive. Uh, so we tend to dominate this sort of region and then kind of become uh, the the team that gets beaten when we go to the next level up. But at least this is happening, right? Yeah, I, and and then uh, <laughs> the. BFI's president, uh, Mr. Govindraj, got awarded the best president of the or the best president of a sports federation award by Fiki, which was just like bizarro world we're living in at this point. Like, what is even happening? Yeah, it's all very black mirrorish, right? <laughs> it 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 is. I mean, uh, yeah, the, 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 that that's a dark rabbit hole that that we probably should not delve into right now because. You know, a, a lot of things are black mirrorish right now in Absolutely. our country. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, two or three pieces of negative news. Um, anything sort of remotely a silver lining here? I mean, I guess winning the South Asian gold is a silver lining, you know. And uh, and true. we are... Uh, uh, and, and see... Honestly, one of my biggest issues, like we go on and talk a lot about India having a, not having a league, blah blah blah. It is an annoying thing to repeat all the time, but I also feel almost as important as that is just international experience. Mm-hmm. Us getting to play before we have to play the bigger games, you know. Yeah. The whenever the next FIBA qualifiers come along, we will we are always the most inexperienced team. So. It's just nice to get some experience, even if it's easy games that we were supposed to win and then that, then we win them. Uh, I'm still not very optimistic that we'll do well in the co- upcoming qualifiers, but at least we won some games. So, um, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, on a brighter note, though, Karan, this is possibly our last episode for the decade. Um, now, I don't entire know, decade. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know if you subscribe to the theory that the decade ends in 2019, end of 2019, or end of 2020. But either way, I think let's roll with the fact that everybody's considering this as the end of the decade. Uh, and let's let's take this chance to sort of review uh, everything that's happened over the last decade, but sort of a two-half approach. So why don't you tell our listeners, Karan, about what our first half and second half is going to be like. Yeah, so uh, th- this is a special episode. This is go- going to be our end of decade celebration of... What do we call these decades? The one tees? What are it's the tens, I think. The tens, okay. Yeah. The tens. A celebration of the tens. And yeah, I do consider this the end because officially from twenty twenty now we are saying twenty. So it yeah. becomes the That's next fair. decade, I guess. Yeah. Um so 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 we decided uh, among us that it'll be it'll be pretty fun to uh, sort of uh, do, do a unique recap the only way Hoop Darshan can, I think. Our interests are very much firmly in both camps. You know, we, we, we go from, we're polarized that way, right? We go from Indian basketball to NBA, NBA to Indian basketball. So we decided why not combine the two things. And uh, this episode is going to be us talking about the best of Indian basketball this decade and the best of the NBA this decade. 
and uh, we try to be as optimistic as possible about the former <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and to do that uh, we got the help of a couple of people who are the complete india experts in each of those fields you know uh, so 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 this episode will be divided into like a good basketball game into two halves you know uh, the first half of the game will be india basketball where we'll talk to uh, gopala krishnan r one of the foremost indian basketball journalists in the country and the second half we'll talk to akshay manwani one of the foremost nba journalists in the country and we are going to rank each of ours let's say starting fives of of the decade so the starting five of indian basketball is starting five of the nba and uh, the best way to start it off is let's get to gopal and, and let's get the ball rolling so i'm excited to have the great the veteran the the, the three peter of hoop darshan uh, gopal krishnan <laughs> are back on the podcast gopal how are you doing good man awesome awesome i'm excited i mean it's it's always great to talk to you and always great to like uh basically you know uh commiserate with all the depressing things that have happened in <laughs> indian basketball um, <laughs> but first of all before we get into it i want to thank you for sending me the wonderful early christmas present um, koshik don't ask don't ask for a copy okay i'm telling you now itself <laughs> <laughs> this 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 copy is for both of you but it stays with current right now also <laughs> it's the hoop darshan copy let's just say that yeah it's hoop darshan copy it's yeah. a gift for hoop darshan um uh so so gopal do, do you want to just give a little bit of a brief about like about w- what this book was it, it's one of the most amazing beautiful coffee table books i've seen that you worked on yeah no it's it's exciting because uh or oh, this book actually was part of uh, the promotional activities leading up to the uh, to the nba india games so uh, the whole idea is obviously to have to create content and uh, and promotional material around basketball in india right so the nba is coming to india so but what is basketball in india already so that's what this book tries to document and it's just it's just a sneak peek obviously there are so yeah. many sort of uh, hidden gems and communities which love basketball within india but this particular project was to highlight five unique uh, communities that have a basketball culture so we went north south east west and one in the mountains so that's that's roughly what we did so uh, yeah. so it was exciting i mean this is the first time also that we had like because you know how it is current in, in basketball we don't have a lot of uh, premium media people doing work right it's basically yeah. guys like us on podcasts or blogs or or us doubling up as photographers and stuff so this is the first yeah. time we had a proper like a a well known photographer a celebrity photographer rohan shreshta so he did all the all the visuals for this uh, so it was great because he is a guy who normally photographs ranveer singh right he, mm-hmm. i mean ranveer singh is his muse so to yeah. speak so to have really? someone like yeah to have someone like him to sort of go to a rant like a really small tiny place like periyakulam okay mm-hmm. which which i know for a fact from person like i keep hearing about it like about this place that has the longest running basketball tournament in india right from 1940 44 or something mm-hmm. okay that's crazy so uh, so to have uh, the sort of bollywood or entertainment big wigs and all these big yeah. media guys cover it and we saw like even these uh, uh, grasim and vogue and vogue and all of these uh, publications right the bombay ones which i don't even read <laughs> but you know <laughs> they they started you know carrying these uh, photo essays and excerpts from the book so i'm glad and i hope it helps because one of the stories also is uh, gangyup that was yeah. one of the communities featured yeah. so it worked out fine because uh, 
Neema went on to represent India like a couple of months after this book came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, she is now. I'm being told. Uh, in fact, after that scroll article where which I wrote, I started getting a lot of messages from people saying they want to get Neema as a speaker on yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on panel discussions and things. So I really hope it helps these communities. So yeah, that's what yeah. this book is about, basically. I mean, and of course, it's it's awesome to see like grassroots basketball get that mainstream spotlight, which like we have been trying to give for so long, and yes. and it's great that so that's happened. So, um, l- let's get on to the meat of this conversation. Uh, we have reached the end of the decade pretty much, and uh, we have followed Indian basketball closely for this decade. Like I I started my blog December two thousand nine, like pretty much right at the eve of this last decade, you know. So uh, th- th- this 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 decade has been my education in, in in basketball, and I'm sure you have basically covered it for pretty much the entire amount of time. So yeah. I want to ask you, who would you choose as the Indian basketball top five? Uh, let's start with the men's team first. Who would be your Indian basketball five of the tens, as this decade is called? Yeah. So so before I start, I want I just want to give like a quick general disclaimer, which yes. I think is important. <laughs> No, because uh, because obviously guys like us, we've been following it a lot. Like you said, I mean, I for me it started in 2010 about mm-hmm. June, July for sports kida. Okay, so but when when we do some a list of this sort, uh, it's also to keep in mind that even guys like us who have been following it, honestly, it's not like we have a lot of data to work with. When oh yeah, there's no it, stats. Yeah, yeah, there's no <laughs> stats. Yeah, okay, yeah. and and it's all based on first-hand experience. Like if you have been there and seen that. Yeah. Uh, seen that player play, then you're like, okay, ha, it's good. Or there is some random, obscure footage here and there of some five-minute clips uh, yeah, yeah, online, yeah. right? So I'm just saying that's. A, so I mean, I'm just saying I could be off the mark because I don't have enough data. <laughs> so I'm sure this will be very different from, say, an NBA All-Decade Ten because then you have like pure, you have so much information yes. to play with. Anyway, that's my disclaimer. But now let's no, get no, to it. No, no, I'm glad you 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 brought that up because you know we will be doing that next, the NBA One with Akshay. And and I I was also thinking in my head like it's so funny, we might be able to to back up the numbers for our NBA arguments, yeah. But for Indian basketball, our only argument is just trust us, we know. <laughs> like I think, like because honestly, like I cannot tell you off the top of my head what was Amjot's FIBA like average. I mean, I sure I'm sure I could find it, but that is only a small part of what he's done over the decade, you know. Current, so in, um, a, in our own way, Karan, it's a tribute to BFI who don't really have any. Reasons or backing the way they do things, so I feel like we can do that as well. Yeah, I I talk about the best federation of the year, BFI. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's the, the, yeah, okay. That's even. All, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, Gopal, why don't you go? Okay, so in fact, uh, it's it's a good segue because what uh, what Kaushik said about uh, about this is our tribute to BFI. In fact, that's how I want to start my list. Okay, yeah. at at point guard, I have. So I'm going position wise. Okay, I'm. Yeah, yeah go- perfect. Perfect. Right. So at point guard, I have Laltina. Okay. Wow. Okay. So th- this is my big fu to the Indian selections. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. Because because we've been following it right right from twenty twenty thirteen onward twenty thirteen fourteen we have been seeing how the Indian team struggles to bring the ball up. Yeah. Right to the to the front court. Like we are constantly seeing it against teams like Philippines and stuff. We simply do not. And we have guys like Vishesh who are forced to handle the ball. And that Vishesh. that. That should not possibly. I'm sorry. I'll, uh, go on. No, I'm saying that should that should not be our default choice, right? Vishesh uh, yeah. should be like your secondary uh, ball handler, right? He, he can't. Be, 
yeah he can't be rondo and lebron he can only be lebron <laughs> right so so lalrina someone i i feel like because uh, again this is something that i've i've always had this vision in my head of an ideal dream starting five for india and and i, I might have mentioned this in one of in, in the previous time I, i came on this podcast because that's when i just gone to mizoram absolutely yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. that's that's when you guys so i saw lalrina play okay and and the culture of basketball in mizoram is such that it's a culture on on speed quickness and skills okay and that's something you need like nowhere else in india do you have that culture of where you from the age of 5 onwards like kids are pressing you right from right from the other end of the court so kids have to develop that and i think that's something you need because unless I, I, let's not go there so but we don't have a pro league right so unless <laughs> there's no there's no way like unless we find these natural talents or talents yeah. who have grown up in a in a culture that allows particular skill sets so that's why that's why my my choice for a starting point guard would be would be lalrina and then a backup would be joginder okay uh, because of joginder's ability to knock down the outside shot and plus he's uh, he's very uh, he's reliable like he won't give yeah. you those crazy times and all that but uh, but i've been told also like i i've spoken to uh, the ex coach scott fleming and and also others who have worked in the federation they all tell me about how he he follows the playbook like he executes yeah. very well so i have lalrina as a starting point guard and backup joginder uh, so that's my uh, so that's my one that's my yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so so yeah that's and then shooting guard of course is obvious <laughs> i think this is it's vishesh yeah. right and uh, again my backup to vishesh would be pratham singh uh, again because of his ability to knock down the shot I, i also feel like pratham did not hasn't had for some reason he hasn't been in the indian senior team long enough like he just came in uh, out of the blue and within 2 years he was out of the team again so mm-hmm. I, and and the china game current you were there okay of course he's yeah, not he afraid yeah he's not afraid of the moment and he yeah. he knocked down those go ahead threes or whatever game yeah. time yeah. threes plus he's athletic mm-hmm. one thing we sort of uh, one thing we really need for the indian team is all five players by the way that's my precondition is all five have to be athletic okay that's the reason that's the reason why i have not picked someone like say akhilan as mm-hmm. as a starting mm-hmm. point guard because he also does not have an outside shot but the fact is that if you are going even if you're playing the point you need to be able to show some verticality show some uh, lateral movement right mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm saying lal and i didn't pick tj sahi because of i've heard he of his uh, chemistry issues like he really messes up the team chemistry and he's just moody and all over the place that yeah. way so also that's the reason i also think he's played the tri game before the ticket started Um, or, 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 or or his peak was before this decade. I think yeah. he he m- most of his best years came in the previous decade. Is that true? Because he I think he's still twenty nine. <laughs> I don't know, or he's thirty. So I don't know. Uh, like, hey, look, Vishesh is now twenty one. So yeah, I would. Yeah, Vishesh <laughs> is back to Vishesh is back to his teens. It's an Indian basketball twenty nine, real life mid thirties is how I would put it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, again now TJ is someone that I have. Uh, I think he has elite quickness okay like the the his spurts like in transition like that's unbelievable like but again overall I'm just factoring all these things and I would not uh, probably pick uh, TJ that's the reason I'm going with Lalrina and Joginder as backup and shooting guard of course Vishesh and Pratham as backup yeah uh 
and also because Pratham is clutch, he he can also drive in. Like we don't get, we didn't get to see a lot of his uh, inside game because he 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 was just chilling and like a spot up shooter uh, against China because you had guys like Vishesh. Yeah. So uh, and then a uh, small forward, I would go with Jagdeep. I'm not. This is the thing. Uh, this is where the issue comes, right? I yeah. I haven't seen Jagdeep play a lot, but everything yeah. that I've heard through second hand information is that. Pre 2014-15 before uh, or pre 2012 before he got injured, before injury, he was really yeah. Do- yeah, yeah he was really dominant yeah. and I just quickly checked uh, because really I wasn't athletic. sure he was one of the most athletic players we've ever had actually. Okay, that's what that's my point. So and also I checked I wasn't sure if he if he's like a small forward or a power forward, but I just quickly did search and he's around six 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 seven. That's his. That's his height, so I would pick. And, he, and I've seen him play in the UBA Pro League, uh, and also b- uh, bits of it in the in the 3BL. And I think he has that all-round game. Like he's able yeah. to post up, and he has the handles. He can f- uh, yeah, yeah. front his all of that. So, and for me, backup at small forward would be Yadwinder, because yeah. I want a guy yeah. like Yadwinder yeah. who is leading the second unit, yeah. like a sixth man of the year kind of guy. So that's why yeah. I have Yadwinder. Uh, uh, as a backup, and then of course uh, the four would be Amjot. Mm. It's kind of obvious. And uh, center, I would go with Amrit Pal Singh. Yeah. So that that is my five. And okay. and and for the uh, power forward, I have backups uh, as Arvind Danadurai. Mm. And the third option would be Palpreet. Yeah. Uh, that's my four. And for center, the backup would be Satnam. And the third option would be Rikin. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, so yeah. that's that's pretty much my twelve, and I also have uh, head coach, obviously Scott Fleming, assistant, yes. <laughs> assistant, assistant Sambhaji. Nice. Because, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, because, a, a good a good player coach, you know. Yeah, and also uh, Sambhaji played under Scott in the right at the start of the decade, yeah. 20, 2012. Yeah. 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 Lusophonia games and all. He was part of the team. Yeah. yeah. And so so he understands the uh, uh, Scott and their style of play and all that. And he also has the respect of all the players. Yeah, he's probably yeah, he's like, like the 2000s all all in all India basketball team. For the sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And he yeah. he like to people who haven't who didn't get to see him in his prime, I I always thought of him as like the Jason Kidd of Indian basketball. Like he's oh, very cerebral. Just saw yeah. the floor in in that like like a like a pure leader and a pure point guard, which it's kind of sad because I think his peak years would have worked really well in that ball handling uh, yes. weakness that we have now. You know. Um, yeah. So, so uh, it's interesting what you did with this team, Gopal. Like, and, and I very purposely did not like set the rules. I didn't want to say like how, like so. So the way you you designed this team is as a team that would actually play together. Yeah, I think you, yeah. I think you took that into uh, into account. So the way I yes. did it, and again, Kaushik, I don't know how you did it. You can mm-hmm. t- tell us that later. Uh, the way I did it is I just simply rewarded, regardless of position, even the top five players of the decade, and 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 I also saw it in a way of. Uh, I did it as a balance of their talent and their achievement. I think, to me, it mattered what they did for Indian basketball as much as what they could have done. So, for example, Lalrina unfortunately did not make my list because right. he really hasn't played for the national team. You know, yeah. as as questionable as the the building of the national team might be. Um, right. So, my starting five is very similar to yours in terms of the big three. Of course, Vishesh, Amjot, Amritpal. Like those guys are. The bread and butter of of Indian basketball. Uh, the other two guys that I've added are Satnam 
in my starting five just because he was the first Indian draft in the NBA. Like to me, that is a decade respect worthy achievement. And as the fifth player, I know I wanted to get a point guard, but unfortunately, it's such it's such a problem. So I'm going to make Vishesh do what he's had to do all the time and play point in my team. And uh, as a fifth player, add Yadu to the starting five as the best, the defensive guy, the the energy guy, you know. Um, right. Uh, and and Akilan, Palpreet, Joginder, all of these guys get like a special sort of uh, special condolence respect from my end. But uh, so, so that's my top five. Mm-hmm. Koshik, what would you say? Satnam is such a media pick. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it, 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 it's a hundred percent media pick, and, and 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 like to me, but but the way I looked at it was uh, top five Indian players of the decade, and I think he was in my like even though he did not have that moment for the national team. He did it in other ways. He played in the G League. He played in Canada. Like so. So to me, that that mattered a lot. Right. Uh, Koshi, what would you say? Uh, yeah, I think I think for a lot of things, I am aligned with you and and Gopal to an extent as well. But obviously, don't have the same kind of depth as Gopal. I don't have twelve players here. I do have a similar sort of top five players. And I think the place where I differ from you, Karan, is that I probably don't need to make that media pick or like I don't value that that much. So it's sort of a hot take, but I actually don't have Satnam in my in my top five. So I know it's one of the like landmark Indian basketball moments, the, the fact that he got drafted into the NBA and uh, and stuff like that. But I just think that it's it's like the poster child example of a lot of things that could go wrong that did go wrong. I think there was too much attention, too much um, too much sort of like false hope riding on him. Um, that it was a bit unfair for him, and he couldn't be the player that he could be. Um, mm. so, so I actually think that just purely from like a BFI perspective, I also rewarded um, consistency and ability to play in like the Indian basketball setup a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my all decade Indian basketball team is of course the big three. We've got Amjot, Amritpal, and Vishesh. Those three have achieved levels that nobody else has in this decade. Those guys are legitimately international quality players, and uh, or at least in like the Asian levels. Um, and Vishesh especially, I think like we, if if he was, uh, and we joke about this a lot with his age, right? If he was literally five years younger than he was, and he came into like a slightly different era, he would have had a lot more chances to play professional abroad and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's widely respected just even like the Asian circles and everything. So um, those three are absolutely at the top. Uh, I also rewarded Yadu a lot just for consistency. I think he's been around for a long, long time and he gives you, you what you can expect day in, day out. Like a, Anytime you put him on the floor, um, he, he gives you that. And I, I think just all-around really nice guy as well. So um, definitely rewarding that. And then the last pick, again, I was really struggling to pick one just purely because I didn't want to pick Satnam out of, um, out of I guess, these reasons and rubrics that I had to pick this team. Uh, I chose between Akhilan and... Um, and a few others, but I decided to go a little bit left field here. Um, and I went with Narendra Grewal because he just has a one-of-a-kind shooting action, and I think we need to celebrate characters like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every team needs a, 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 a character, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's... It, it, it's interesting, like, because it, it, uh, Gopal, Gopal has the balance. I think you put a lot of thought into it in, yeah. terms, of, uh, in terms of the balance and the depth there. Um, now, Gopal, have you thought about your women's team? Oh, yeah, yeah. Your women were actually, I mean, obviously they were, it was even tougher because 
because the footage is or the available data is even less but uh, women yeah I've, n- I've never seen footage doordarshan has destroyed all of it oh <laughs> uh, okay maybe i just imagined all the plays <laughs> the last decade has given a lot of scope for just uh, imagining how things would be <laughs> rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. great ekopal we're all we're all guilty of doing the same so it's it's good <laughs> yeah so my women uh, again i've done the same thing i've done like okay. a full 12 squad because i guess uh, as karun said my interpretation of this was more in terms of an all star yeah, yeah for the decade mm-hmm. yeah yeah so go ahead that's great the same with the women so for point guard i would actually again this may seem like a uh, unusual choice but i've gone with shireen at point uh, yeah. because i feel uh, her playmaking skills are are one of the best that i have seen yes. Uh, yes. In, in the longest time and and she has great handles for her size plus she is a leader and and she has an outside shot and she can post up so she's actually a much closer uh analogy to lebron say than yes. vishesh yeah because uh, because yeah. vishesh is still undersized uh, and she was like a 16 year old phenom like black like lebron <laughs> from very early age she made Yeah. She, 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 like she made the national team you know as a youth so yeah, yeah. yeah. so i would definitely go with uh, with shireen at uh, at point and then my backups would be uh, barkha and kavita yeah i'm yeah. i'm yep. going yep. with uh, again i'm going with barkha before kavita simply uh, because of availability <laughs> like barkha keeps coming back and playing for the team but for kavita obviously it's uh, it's not as frequent mm-hmm. and the reason i'm going uh, with barkha and kavita as a backups because they have Like that whole Rajesh Patel uh, yes, yes. drilling of an out. Like I have, I haven't seen Kavita miss an outside shot ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's 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 ridiculous. Like the kind of uh, consistency she has. And Barkha, obviously, I like her. Like she's actually very physical. Like she's she's tiny, but she like she like a square. <laughs> like she in the sense of she's able to keep her uh, defender sort of away from the ball and all that. So I I, I think Barkha is a reliable. Uh, and she has a decent outside shot as well so that's yeah. my point guard mm-hmm. uh then for the two i have uh, this was tricky like uh, i had to pick between two veterans but i've gone with uh, anita okay uh again i i haven't seen uh, i've seen anita more as a playmaker i haven't seen her sort of take over the game you know i haven't seen her like go on a scoring binge like mm-hmm. i've always seen her play within the system so that is one sort of uh, hesitation or sort of I don't know if she can light up from the outside. Like mm-hmm. she, she's always a very efficient scorer, but I don't know if she's a volume scorer because I think you need that at at a shooting guard. You need someone who can just take over. So I have Anita as my starting shooting guard, and also for her ability to play the uh, pick and roll with Geetu. So yeah. I'll come to Geetu later. But I think the two five pick and roll is one of those classics. Yeah. And uh, so that's why I have Anita at at two, and for backup I have Raspreet. Okay. Because I think Raspreet is yep. Anita yep. at at one notch lower, but it's basically the same, broadly the same skill set, the same leadership, and the same uh, uh, ability to handle ple- uh, pressure and sort of create uh, looks for your teammates. So that's okay. what that's who I have it to. Then mm-hmm. for uh, for small forward, I have I have Gina. Okay. Uh, I know Gina. I think she plays the four for India. I don't like yes. her, but I think. I think she's actually more suited for for the three because she has a very good looking 18 footer. She doesn't explore that enough. And I think if 
if uh, if the women's team had a coach like scott the same way because scott is the guy who developed amjot's outside game right so it's a, it's a, it's somewhat similar with gina if if you had someone someone to tell her you know what you can handle the ball you can go coast to coast you can sort of cross over and do and just experiment with your handles so i think gina and and she's also very athletic so i think for for someone playing at the wing you need athleticism and from everything i've heard is that i i was told she has the best vertical leap among the entire indian team so i think she would gina would be great for 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 someone playing uh, along the wing or uh, the small forward and my backup for uh, uh, for this position would be prashanti yeah, yeah. Uh, because again now uh, there uh, there's no footage i have only seen that one clip of prashanti going crazy against korea in the william in the william jones thing where she hits like some six threes okay yeah, yeah. and so for for me prashanti is the equivalent of of yadwinder in the sense of i want someone leading the second unit mm-hmm. uh, who and who will need a, a team built around that player because mm-hmm. yadwinder is someone senior enough and even prashanti is someone senior enough mm-hmm. who will want the offense to revolve around them or mm-hmm. or on both sides of the uh, mm-hmm. of the ball right so prashanti i have at uh, as a backup for uh, yeah. small forward then for power forward this is again tricky because we don't really have any big names on this in the in the last decade so i will yeah. go with the recent performer uh, anjana pg yeah uh, uh, i i again I, i couldn't watch all the games in this uh, women's asia cup but i was told that she she was she was really an eye opener in terms of her ability to to sort of run uh, her up and down the floor and in terms of her handling and sheer athleticism like she was she she apparently came into her own in, in this mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then my backup simply going by the numbers because uh, again we don't I, we don't have a lot of information i would go namnita pu as a backup because she put up 6 and 6 like 6 rebound 6 points a game in limited minutes and and i, and I know namnita is always one of the mvp contenders in the nationals mm-hmm. so that is my backup for yeah, uh, yeah. power forward center of course it's it's obvious like this is the yeah. yeah so geetu would be my would be all of our starting centers i'm sure yes. my backup would be and this is very gets tricky because i was not sure about who my backup option would be uh, i went with steffi yeah, uh, yeah. because i would still need someone who can play 20 25 minutes and assuming geetu gets injured or whatever i really i really thought in terms of that to be honest, that to be honest whenever geetu did play Yeah. She played forty minutes. <laughs> Indian <laughs> basketball never gave her a rest. So, so like yeah. th- that is uh, one of the problems. I-, I think in our dream scenario, we will w- want Geetu to have a little water break, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so in fact, I was I was a kind of conflicted between uh, picking Steffi as a backup and Poonam. Okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Because I think Poonam should be used in every out of bounds play. Okay. You call <laughs> you call a timeout, bring Poonam in. She's either going to get that uh, whatever the shot around the rim she going to catch it at 9 feet and just drop it in or she going yeah, to get yeah, fouled yeah. and go to the free throw line so that's guaranteed buckets plus you're putting your uh, uh, opposition team in foul trouble so it's like a hacker punam approach except it's the opposite nice <laughs> yeah don't ha- yeah so exact so i think so for me punam would be the third option simply because it's a fact that you know uh, she can't she like physically like like it's fine like punam can score 60 points uh, she can average 45 a game in the nationals which she has been doing yeah. 
Yep. But when she goes up against say Australia and New Zealand and China, yes, there are other there are yeah. there are equivalents there who are who are who aren't tall who are naturally tall, right? They're not. It's not like because unfortunately they have some sort of uh, growth uh, pituitary whatever defect or whatever the sort, right? It's it's a very it's a very natural athletic yeah, yeah. opponent. So so that's unfortunate, obviously. But Poonam deserves. I think I feel like she she deserves. More options or opportunities than she has got, so she would be my. Uh, and for me, the coach would be Zoran and not Fra- not Garcia, because India it's more political. Like you need someone who can, who can be like a father figure kind of guy, who will not ruffle feathers. So Garcia <laughs> may have Garcia may have a better record in terms of posting that first level only level one victory that India has had in uh, ever all that. But I would pick Zoran because I think he's a very good coach, and he can keep the team together. Garcia will just go on Facebook rants. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 so your your strategy is very interesting. Like uh, in some cases, it was an fu to the BFI with the picks, and then now you're balancing it out. You're like, you know what, the play, like, like it, it's it's the you, you give a little, you take a little. You have a coach who suits things out while the players. Yeah, you might see, I see. At the end of the day, uh, in India, at least a coach has to be like a bridge between players and the federation. <laughs> so for for me for me that's why that's why I picked Scott for the men and and Zoran for for the women because a coach at the end of the day is a mediator he or she or whoever right and my assistant coach by the way for the women's uh, team would be Aju Jacob uh, because all these names okay in terms of uh, Gina and Anjana and all these sort of uh, at one point of time Garcia actually started the Indian women's team in in the Lusophonia games all five starters were from Kerala. Right, and and I think you need an assistant coach, someone you need to give a shout out to someone who has developed talent. Yeah. Right, and I think uh, Aju Jacob because he's he's been the coach of the Kerala State Electricity Board, which which is the home for all these uh, all these uh, women's players, right? Even Steffi or uh, Gina or even Grima. Gina is really they come up, yeah, yeah. Grima, Anjana, all of them, right? They're all Aju's uh, sort of home talent. Oh, so I would, yeah, yeah. So that would be my uh, that would be my twelve. So um, I will. I, I I think my team is very similar to yours. Uh, my the, the only different and even in terms of like I, I did not think in terms of of of, of position really, but I think uh, I'll, I'll I'll go with similar to your your positioning where Shireen I guess is the de facto point guard. I actually have Prashanti as the sh- starting shooting guard over Raspi. That's the one difference because I have I have actually watched her play a lot and. In terms of what what you were describing as someone who can just shoot lights out and take over, she early on in the decade. Obviously, this is we only talking the first three or four years of the decade when she was good. Uh, she was a very good scorer and a very good shooter. And I'm promoting everyone a big. A, a, I'm going a bit of a small ball here. So Anita ah, is a small okay. forward. Gina is a power forward because uh, again that's what I've seen her play the most. And of course, the great Geetu is basically the center for all of India history. Um, And then uh, I'll I'll give respect to Raspreet. Um, I actually want to give a shout out to to, to Raja Priya Darshini also. I think she's also had a pretty good decade, mm-hmm. uh, Kavita. So yeah, uh, I would say. But my starting five would be Geetu, Anita, Gina, Shireen, and Prashanti. Koshik, what about you? That's um, a good five. Yeah, mine's the exact same to be honest. Um, so again, like the only real contention was uh, whether it's Prashanti or somebody else. For me, the other four are absolute locks. And even though yeah. Geetu probably played only like two or three years at the start of the decade, everything she's done for Indian basketball, and even like at her absolute 
um, like I guess non-peak levels, which has probably never happened. She's still like the greatest Indian basketball player ever. So she she deserves to be there by default. And I think I'll even put her in like the um, 2020s team just because of her legacy. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, she'll probably still be better than everybody. Else. <laughs> uh, Anita's um, in like probably like the next level down um, has been consistently one of our best players in this decade. Uh, so she's a lock as well. Gina is probably uh, the pick for the like the last five years, the one who's been most consistent and has elevated at like the international level as well. So uh, those three were sure locks, and obviously Shireen for um, just her longevity. I think like she's her peak ten years has been these ten years, and she's yeah. made the setup. Um, she she's been part of the setup since she was like fourteen or fifteen years old. And um, to top it all off, that that last clutch shot. Uh, oh, or, she can't not be in this team. So I guess for me, the last uh, pick was the only thing where I deliberated. Uh, and I went with Prashanti just because I think like that Korea game and just just has done more in terms of achievements over the course of this decade than uh, anybody else I could think of. Are we talking about awards? Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are not talking about Padmashri's here. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Gopal, thank you so much for you know all the research, all the thought you put into this, and uh, for sh- for sharing your knowledge with us. And and I've, uh, before we let you go, I, I've been noticing that you are sort of producing articles at the speed of uh, the Houston Rockets offense, right? <laughs> uh, so 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 please please keep up the good work and uh, keep like uh, keep keeping the BFI honest. We really yeah, appreciate for sure. you for doing that. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank for you so much, man. Uh, okay, thanks, guys. Gopal, just okay. lastly before you go, uh, I know at the yeah. start of the episode you said uh, we don't really have like premium journalists covering um, covering basketball. For me, you're premium, man. So keep up the great oh. work. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. All, all right, right, man. Take care. Okay, take care. Bye, bye. Yeah. So I want to thank Gopal for giving us all his time and expertise and going 12 deep with the rosters and coaches and assistant coaches. We were just like five, five, chalo, Niklo. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, so, absolutely. That's like a serious, amazing thought, and I think like it's so hard to disagree with any of that. It's such well thought out um, roster, considering they have to like play a game and stuff like that. It's really, really good. Um, couldn't expect anything lesser from Gopal. I think. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and and this is the first time that we probably had to like, for for the sake of uh, brevity, like. Uh, speed up through things like you know uh, we, we are we usually take all our time we, we usually take Indian standard time to go into <laughs> stuff but it is half time and now we have to move on to the second half of this podcast where we're going to talk about the top five NBA players of this decade with the one and only Akshay Manwani so I'm excited to bring back one of the great veterans one of, one of the greatest uh, the champions uh, in hoop Darshan history you know f- following up with Gopal now we have Akshay Manwani I would say, like, how many rings does he have? Five, six. He's he's in the Jordan Kobe range right now. Um, <laughs> welcome back on Hoop Darshan once again, and thank you for joining us for this special end of decade episode. Thank you, thank you so much, Karan Kaushik. You know, it 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 is actually a crazy week for me. But you know, the moment you sent me this, uh, uh, you know, uh, joining the podcast uh, uh, invitation. It was like I was like in the middle of a hectic week. This is like going to be a massive stress buster. So I just like said yes. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, glad to be glad to be of service. Uh, thank <laughs> so, you, thank you. <laughs> so on, on that note, Akshay. So um, yeah, 
we have reached the end of another decade and of yeah. course there's a lot way so it was very interesting when we were talking to gopal and we were talking yeah. about indian basketball and it was so funny yes. because he couldn't when we made our teams a top 5 gopal actually made teams of 12 men and women right. and and washington okay. united like men and women teams just up to 5 but either way because indian basketball is so like you know lacking in statistics lacking in footage we couldn't prove our arguments we just had to be like just trust us no there there's no Correct. way of like backing up with like uske stats ye the uski championships ye thi all of that stuff like it, it is what it is so so at Correct. least now now we are in the realm of the nba where, where we have a lot more proof everything is analyzed yes everything everything yes. can be discussed in a lot more detail and i think yes. you who started off this topic because you said you have been working on a project for an all decade team so i would love yes. to hear now uh, i guess th- this is the world revelation of what would be your uh, starting five of the decade well uh, uh, i think some of these spots are like you know literally no brainers for me especially like my my five are the ones that i think are no brainers are curry uh, uh, steph curry uh, lebron james and then of course uh, uh, you know uh, kd i think these three players are like you know complete lock ins i am not I, i don't think there's much to debate or uh, you know uh, talk about or validate those selections Agreed. i think the other two players uh kevin durant is uh, another name that i have and uh, uh again you know somebody might say has he done enough two nba rings two mvp awards finals mvp awards one regular season mvp award in the decade one of the greatest scorers but also you know uh, you know has been injury prone in this season i think he's lost about two seasons in this decade to injury uh, uh, two seasons yeah in in this decade to injury so you know he was on a great team uh, which is why he got those two rings otherwise you know he would never have had those two rings but i still think that you know i i'm comfortable with durant the last spot the last absolute so, so, so wait spot, uh, can you uh, uh, you named three players so far you named lebron durant uh, and curry no i said uh, yeah Le- lebron durant and curry those three names yeah. the fourth name i have is uh, sorry uh, kawai leonard kawai leonard uh, kawai, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kawai leonard is the name that you know again some people could have that you know mm-hmm. oh this is just recency bias and you know because leonard was finals mvp 2019 dynasty breaker for the golden state warriors mm-hmm. but i mean again you know tell me a player who's you know kind of had the impact that he's had we know what he did in 2014 in that finals finals mvp uh probably could have had uh, you know three rings already by now if 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 the if that uh, real in three didn't go in in the 2003 13 game 6 uh, uh, for the miami heat so he could have probably had three rings he was in the, uh, a top 3 mvp candidate in the 2016 17 season uh, and then just what he did with toronto last year i think he also uh, justifies himself the other the last uh, um, name that i have is uh, you know uh, 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 the 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 conflict is between clay thompson versus uh, uh, J- james harden james harden admittedly has the more much more impressive regular season resume but my problem with james harden stems from the fact is so what has he done beyond that and clay thompson in a sense is actually the exact opposite of that that because of the team that he plays for in the regular season it doesn't allow him to you know kind of impose himself in the manner that you know some of the other superstars of the league have he has to i think sacrifice a lot playing alongside curry and durant uh, 
but his post season success is actually diametrically opposite to james harden so while i would be more inclined to give james harden the 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 nod ahead of clay thompson i think there is a genuine argument that can be made for clay thompson uh as as you know someone who's playing devil's advocate will probably give uh, clay thompson the nod so those are my five um so kaushik do you want to go first in this case uh do, do you want to talk about your your five or uh, where do you differ from akshay where do you agree where do you disagree yeah sure sure um so i think it's really again it's very hard to disagree with akshay's five here uh, but my only sort of reservation here is are we giving the second half of the t- 2010s more of a of a bias and this is not just like a recency bias sort of thing but just it's fresher in, in our memory but also like some players have had more time in this decade than the others so how do you weigh out something like that uh, and the consideration on the other side then was uh, who are the like top performers who have had peak moments in the early part of the decade even though they haven't necessarily um, played majority of the their basketball time in this decade um, and like as much as a homer as i would like to be i think it's probably unfair to put kobe in there even though he has one ring there he, he's yeah. uh he had one and a half sort of like really high level seasons and everything else yeah. is probably like uh, forgettable um but the one that i think i keep sort of going back to is novitski so the 2011 novitski ti- team title run is one for the absolute epics it's it's so conveniently sort of forgotten about because it doesn't form any sort of narrative like there's no super teams there's no dynasty none of that it's just a team that was led by an absolute all-timer probably the greatest ever like international player uh, when you can when you think about everything in in that he's achieved in the nba um and like he had his crowning moment and they they played elite absolute elite basketball for about 2 months and mm-hmm. did something that nobody thought they would do and i think like that should count for something so my only sort of contention here is between the harden pick and nowitzki so I'm not yeah. I'm not 100% sure but I think I'll probably lean towards Nowitzki because I value postseason success a little bit more uh and yes you could say that Klay Thompson probably deserves that as well but I just think that 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 Nowitzki story is one for the ages and we should we should probably reward that with with a spot on this team even though again Nowitzki's peak years probably were in the previous decade and not this one yeah. um, that title is just something so special that um i i wanted to reward that so for me i think even though this probably doesn't really make sense as a as a five man unit um and it's sort of almost a nod to um this decade where basketball has really changed we don't really have a center so i've got three uh, biggish sort of guys in novitski lebron and durant um and i've got kawai and steph curry as well yeah yeah Okay. So so it's int- like the you know what you s- said about the Nowitzki 2011 run. I actually see that the I see parallels to that with the most recent Kawhi Raptors run in the sense that I was just going to say that Karan yeah, I was going it, to say that myself. So go it, ahead. It, it, it comes me. it comes uh sort of against the narrative. Like he just it, it it's a one and done almost. Uh I mean the Raptors are still really good to be honest. Yeah. But no one is really expecting them to be like a dynasty. the way we expected of the spurs the heat and the warriors you know yeah. and and of course the lebron caps that made or, or instead of the heat i should just say the lebrons yeah <laughs> the, the 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 lebrons the warriors and the spurs they uh, sort of were the thing of the decade yeah now um uh, my team like i i i'm absolutely um, 
on board with the 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 three sort of guys who are hundred percent cemented in, which is what what Akshay said, which which are uh, LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. I think th- these three, uh, in some order, LeBron probably one, and then you can debate between KD and Steph. Uh, these are the top three players of the decade for me. I'll also take Kawhi, despite the fact that, despite the arguments that yes, uh, most of his best years have happened in the second half of the decade, mm-hmm. whereas he was merely a role player in the first half. Um, and the fifth choice, again, same as you guys, it's it is a it is a questionable one. My um, sort of qualms with the Clay Thompson pick was if, and I would love to like discuss this with you, Akshay. Like, if 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 Clay, then why not Dwayne Wade? Why not? Because to me, because <laughs> to me, uh, I I felt that that Wade has done a better version of what Clay has in terms of. Uh, even though he did not play as many years in the decade. Hmm. Again, I think the um, thing that probably goes against him is the fact that his his peak as a as an alpha guy was the previous was, decade. Was, was previous decade. Yes, uh, yes, and and, and, and the way I and, and and of course the other thing that would go against him is I think Clay was better in the regular season than Wade was. Yeah. So, yes. so you you have to count that a bit more. Um, yes. So, so the way I I have like a mental weightage with the way I do this is that like I consider fifty percent of the regular season. Maybe 30-35 playoffs and 10-15 to the finals, you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, of course, I'm I'm always leaning towards guys who have postseason success. Now, all that said, I really cannot deny the, the decade James Harden has had. I think he is, despite the fact that you know, if if his if out of the 50% of the playoffs, he was only a four out of 10 in the playoffs. I think he was a 10 out of 10 in the regular season. And I think uh, he he has been so good in this decade in the regular season that I, I, I think he sort of notches or, or, or he, he nudges over other guys who have won rings. And actually, everyone else has been a superstar ring winner um, in this list except for Harden. Um, so I think I'll have him as my five, but a, a close sort of... Um, the guys who I'm knocking out very closely are Dirk, Wade, Duncan... Um, Kobe, yeah, Koshi Kurai just wanted to have good years, and then towards the end, Giannis, who's now ending the career, uh, ending the decade in on a high. So, so that that would probably be my second team if I had to make one. But my first one is uh, the same as what you guys have said, but Harden as the as the fifth player. So, so here's here's my again. It's 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 really very in my head. It's you know, like I said, the nod probably goes to James Harden, but. Again, you know, uh, 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 the the Dwayne Wade question answers itself. That you know, uh, uh, Wade was limited. He was not the same player post, let's say, 2014, uh, when they didn't even win a title. Uh, uh, than in in uh, you know uh, the years prior to that or the decade prior to that. But on the James Harden scenario versus Clay Thompson, one could even you know again let me also say. One could even make an argument that if if we were to say this, that it is regular season plus current, could you repeat that fifty percent to the so, regular so, season thirty? Yes, yes. So, so my formula is roughly like fifty percent regular season, thirty-five to the playoffs, and fifteen to the finals. I think that's my rough formula. Okay, so here here's my point. So if we were to just look at that, that we were to give uh, uh, this guy a ten on ten on on his regular season, okay. 
James Harden and we probably give him what 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 would you like to give him for his playoffs because finals he's not even been to a final so he gets a zero over there. He, so he, what he, does he, he get? Did, he, he did play in one finals. 2012. 2012 yeah. finals, but I, I mean, his. If you look at his, uh, his, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, average in that regular season was, uh, uh, and I think he was MIP that year. He, he was, was averaging man. 16. Yeah, he was uh, sorry, 16, uh, sixth man of the year. Yeah. He uh, was averaging 16.8 points per game uh, in that particular uh, season, regular season. And if we look at his final numbers, if I remember this correctly, I think he dipped down to almost 12 points per game and 35% uh, sh- shooting from the field. I, in fact, I'm just pulling up those stats so that we have it. Uh, yeah. So, which is why I'm saying, w- what do you give him for his finals other than for a big fat zero or maybe one on 10 if you're in a good I, mood? I'll give him so a one let's on say 10 on, because, on a, because, because similarly, like say for example, um, I don't know, uh, no, a lot of I, I'm teams have, yeah. So I'll no, give him a I'm ten out of ten in the season. I'll give him one out of ten season. regular season. I'll I'll give him maybe a four or a five in the playoffs. Because yes, he had. I mean, he's yes, he's had a lot of play, uh, well-known. So playoff, so so um, so Karan, calls. Karan, let's yeah. look at it this way. Let's look at it this way that you give him a ten on ten on his regular season. Yeah. You give him a uh, 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 you know a, a, a what do you call a five on ten if you are in a good mood. You playoffs. give that. Uh, you give him that in the playoffs and you give him a 1 on 10 for his finals performance, yeah. right? So, if I were to now kind of balance this out as per your weightage, that 50% of those 10 points becomes 5 points for regular season. 60% yeah. of the 5 points for the playoffs becomes 3 uh, three yeah. points because yeah, you're giving him only or, or rather you said 30-35%. So, it actually becomes just 1.5 points. And then you have a, a negligible point one uh, yeah. uh, score for his final. So, he ends up with a total score of 6.6. Yeah. Right? Now, you look at Clay Thompson. What do you give Clay Thompson for his regular season? Obviously, it's not a 10. But it has to be at least a 7 on 10 if not more. So, my issue here is that Clay for the majority of this re- decade was huh. the third or at best the second best player in this team for, 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 for the success he's had in this decade. He has okay. never made an All-NBA first team at any point. So, okay. so to me, I, I, I'm, I'm not even sure how many All-NBA second and third teams he has made in this, in this decade. I'll just look that up. And to me, th- th- those matter a lot more than... Uh, like, I, I, to me, the All-Star things don't matter. To me, the All-NBA matters. So, so he's made two All-NBA third teams. That is, that, is all, that is all he's done. He's never made an All-NBA first or second team the entire decade. So, to mm-hmm. me, that automatically, if, if a guy is not even making an All-NBA second team, I cannot even ever think mm-hmm. of, no matter how much playoff success he has, which he has had, thanks to being a second or, or third best player in his team, I, I really can't think of him as a all-decade guy if he's not even been, in any single year, a top 10 guy in the season. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be sort of my, uh, and I get it that the it's not perfect all NBAs, but at the end of the day, I just felt that Clay has been a benefit. He, he he's benefited playing with the team he's he's played with. Well, you know the the that again that argument could be put on Kevin Durant also. So then Durant also would not be a lock. My, Durant was the Finals MVP in this team, and two two time Finals. Uh, of course he was, and he was a regular season MVP. And of he's basically he been a lock for 
regular season all NBA teams. But I'm so, I'm saying we can't. We have to judge these players on what they what they are, where they are, rather than you know hypothetically what would have happened. So the limited point that I'm making is that. Yes, uh, uh, he's on. A, if you say that Clay Thompson is on a great team, Durant did not get those final MVPs awards. Still, he didn't reach the Golden State Warriors. Sure, but uh, Clay wasn't. And and, and I do. Yeah. I I don't know. Clay is certainly not. Clay is definitely the third best player uh, or the fourth best player on a. But I'm saying Clay's impact on the playoffs is like it's huge. I mean, think about that game six against the Oklahoma City. Think about the the. Uh, 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 game six performance in these 2019 playoffs against the uh, Houston Rockets. He again came up with a big performance. If you remember, I think Curry was scoreless in the first half yeah. in game six these 2019 playoffs, and then uh, Curry also joined in. But it was him. And again in the game that they lost in the finals, game game six, uh, 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 Clay Thompson was playing really well in that game until he got injured. In fact, it was uh, had he been fit. They would have probably ended up nicking that game because they were ahead when he got injured in the fourth quarter. So again, uh, uh, let me reiterate: James Harden certainly seems to be the guy getting the nod, but because of the intangibles around the guy, which is that he has shrunk massively in the postseason. Klay uh, uh, Thompson perhaps is uh, you know ideally suited to be a better team player. Uh, as opposed to James Harden, who will probably have the share of the ball in his hands, and the other four guys will be standing around watching him. Uh, or, or and I pity Steph Curry if he's expected to set screens for James Harden. So, so those are the problems. The problems about Harden selections are intangibles. Statistically, yes, he gets the nod ahead of. Whether it's Clay, whether it's Dirk Nowitzki, whether it is Russell Westbrook, I think Russell Westbrook has a bigger case than Clay Thompson. If you're just looking at hardcore factual stats, regular season MVP has carried the Oklahoma City Thunder into the playoffs without uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, so one could even put a case for Russell Westbrook. But I think James Harden, yes, he gets the nod just on the sheer uh, uh, actual work that he has put in, which is quantifiable. I mean, I would even take Chris Paul over Clay, just because I just feel that like yeah, the, the regular, the, the the regular season thing to me that matters a lot. Like not being, not being a top ten player at any point in regular season. I mean, I am judging as much as I favor the playoffs. I think the the regular season does matter a lot. I also And, think uh, that if you're talking about like an all-decade team, the f- fact that you're Whether you're a number one option or a, or or anything other than that, I think should count for something as well. Uh, yeah. So that's probably where I think he, uh, someone like Chris Paul or I, even Westbrook could I'll, score more I'll points. Just, I'll but, just but, let you guys into one. I'll let you guys into one secret. Okay, if you guys think that I have I have some personal enmity going with Draymond Green, y'all have. <laughs> please do not. Please do not get me started on Chris Paul. Please do not even make these suggestions. <laughs> See. Uh, Just, I mean, I think Clay has as good uh, a shout to get in this team as Draymond does. Yeah. Sorry, I know, I know that's going to hurt Akshay a lot, right? What, now. what, what? What, I, what did you say? I, I, I think, I think, I'm I think sorry. Clay's argument for making this team is as strong slash weak as Draymond's is. 
Yeah, but currency. This is the point. This is the 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 the, the uh, uh, and again, I am. I have let me again say, and I I think even you will agree that I have been consistent on this. That I think Draymond is a great player. He is a Hall of Fame player in my books. Again, we cannot imagine and punish somebody. Ki what would he be if he was not playing over there? No, the facts speak for themselves. Draymond Green is a three-time NBA champion. He's an essential part of that Warriors uh, positionless and offense. A defensive player here. NBA defensive player of the year point forward you call him whatever you call him my limited point on if we if you were to say clay versus draymond green clay has a far more impressive uh, 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 regular season numbers which are basically uh, the, uh, those points in a quarter versus sacramento 37 points he has seven con- consecutive seasons of 200 plus threes which is second only to steph curry uh and the third big one which is the 14 three pointer game his game six performances against okc this year against houston is nothing short of iconic uh so i again i would for in my mind at least clay is a little ahead of draymond green purely on the basis of quantifiable things yes he may not have a dpoy award but i would say that he is again maybe it's 1920 but in my head he's probably a better two way player than draymond green probably probably it's it's close and i i, I think he's a better two way player because draymond's offense is like non existent yeah. but but i mean you could make an i mean uh, again i'm not putting draymond anywhere near this team but my point is that uh, I, i think if you're going to talk about stats i i think you could You, there are advanced stats that present that the Warriors at the most efficient was when it was Steph and Draymond playing together, not Steph and Clay. So um, I mean, they, they are things going both ways. Koshik, do you are there any other players, any other names that you felt we missed out that that we should probably give a shout out to for for this team? I think the second tier of candidates. You, you, I don't know if you could make a case for them to be in the first team, but just the guys who've had absolutely really, really solid ten years, um, the likes of I guess Chris Paul. um you could you could talk about Russell Westbrook as well winning an mvp is obviously uh, a huge huge deal uh and yeah uh, those are probably like the next tier of candidates that i could think of you could say anthony davis but he hasn't necessarily done anything at the postseason level yet quite to deserve mm-hmm. that um in the same way like you could have like when you consider like absolute peaks and stuff like that there is there is like a period of derrick rose where you could think that maybe yeah. it's yeah. worth considering uh, similarly with like I don't know maybe not but similarly a little bit with Melo as well um and like consistency wise you could reward someone like Lillard for the kind of decade that he's had but n- nobody at like this absolute top level your LeBron's Curry's uh, Durant that kind of level those guys are locks no matter what and it, even even like the next tier down the debates that we were having between Harden Clay Thompson I I don't think anybody really comes close to be considered in the first team Um, yeah so yeah Ak- akshay before we let you go um any anything you're excited about for the rest of the season what what's number one on your list to watch uh, for the rest of this nba season i'm 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 like a compulsive milwaukee bucks watcher so in fact yeah. it's so bad that when i look at you know every night before i turn in i look at my nba app uh, for what what milwaukee game is 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 there a milwaukee game the next day <laughs> and because there's a Mil- if there is a milwaukee game the next day i'm so blinded towards anything else i cannot that you know like the, the other day there was a Maya, miami lakers game i did not even see it I did not I was tuned into Bucks versus I I don't know it was a pretty one-sided game 
uh, that I didn't even uh, it didn't even catch my attention. So uh, I'm excited about the Bucks. I was massively disappointed that they lost today to Dallas. Yeah. I still feel that they are an imperfect team. Uh, and yeah. and without Luca, you're correct. Uh, one could argue that Eric Bledsoe was mm. not there, but I, I think that would have probably made their case worse. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but I, I'm saying that uh, I still feel it is an imperfect team. As somebody said on our NBA Wallas group, that the fact that Chris Middleton is the second best player on this team, and he would in all probability be the mm. let let's just take the great Golden State Warriors Hamptons five. He's not even. Andre Iguodala at the age of 33-34, you know. <laughs> so, so, so it is very problematic, and I, I, I really think that Giannis is going to leave that team at the end of this season if that's his player option. You. Oh wow! Um, yeah, the New York Knicks are waiting for that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think, and I will say this: that I don't think there is a teammate or a pair of teammates more suited. To have Giannis with them than the Golden State Warriors. Oh no! Catch and shoot, catch and is, shoot, catch and shoot. It's very possible. I, I'm not. I'm not putting that uh, against the realm of possibility. But yes, it is very possible. They have. They can make all the right pitches to him. Hey, if they took uh, Kevin Durant uh, ahead of ONGC, like anything can happen. Now, um, <laughs> that, that was a joke for Washington. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you so much, Akshay, for joining us. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, for, for for like no problem always a delight with us and uh, hope you have a happy new year happy new decade and um, hope uh, so so uh, I very purposely chose to finish with the NBA one because I knew we'd end on a happier note than the <laughs> Indian basketball discussion so uh, so uh, thanks again Akshay and uh, thank you for your time yeah thanks thank so much Akshay thank you guys uh, based you on both. based on the introduction happy that based on the introduction that we had for you Akshay I think. I want to I want to give you a new name. I think we should call you Akshay the Awas Manwani because you're the voice of Indian basketball. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Thank you guys. So I want to thank Akshay Manwani for closing the second half of this podcast in style. Akshay um, the Awas. I think we should go with this. Akshay the Awas Manwani. Um <laughs> This is great. This is exactly what I wanted as uh, a hoop dashing gift to ourselves to end the decade. Uh, India's foremost experts in Indian basketball and in the NBA uh, sharing their gyan with us, um, and and this is proudly what we stand for. We stand for the the blend. We we stand for bringing Indian basketball to the world and the world back to India. You know. Wow, Karan, this uh, you could you couldn't have put it better. I think uh, this is this is where we sort of pat each other on the back for doing this for. Uh, as long as we have, I think this is probably like one of the highlights of the decade where we we started this off as as a bit of an experiment, and there's a small um, small but niche following that continues to listen to us on a regular basis. So I want to take this opportunity to also thank all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for sending us like tweets and and questions and stuff like that. Whenever you do, um, yeah, we obviously don't get paid for this. We're still waiting for that. Uh, butter chicken sponsorship. Uh, we, yeah, we, we 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 do it purely for for the joy and love of the game. Um, and I I couldn't sign off on like a more happy note. Uh, and thanks, Karan, for making sure that the NBA half is better <laughs> is after the BFI half. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'll all be hoping that the, the the butter chicken sponsorship comes in the 2020s. And um, yeah, Kaushik, on that note, a uh, happy. Happy end of decade, happy new decade to our listeners. Thank you everyone for following us, and and we will 
we will celebrate pro- properly when we reach a century. We are still 13 away from the 100th episode. We got slower the same way Sachin Tendulkar does when he reaches the the late parts of the 80s and 90s, but we'll get there eventually. Absolutely, uh, nothing like a cricket analogy to finish a basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, then #IndiaBasketball.